The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Want to become best friends with the single most powerful person in the country? Whether she's a Gucci girl, Prada professional, coach queen, or target trendsetter, we'll untie the purse strings and give you the inside track on today's woman. How to capture her attention, grow her loyalty, and create such enthusiasm about your company or product that she spreads the word with her friends and family. WebmasterRadio.fm presents Purse Strings. Join marketing to women expert Maria Retan, senior principal at Carmichael Lynch Spong as she chats with those in the know so your business can grow. WebmasterRadio.fm presents Purse Strings. Here's your host, Maria Retan. Good afternoon and welcome to Purse Strings. I am Maria Retan. Thanks so much for joining me today. You can catch Purse Strings every Tuesday at 3 o'clock Eastern Time. You'll learn how you and your company can corner the market on the most powerful consumer in the country. The 51% of us who control more than 80% of all the spending. The woman. Well, every once in a while, I stumble across some marketing to women articles that I think, hmm, this could have been written in the year 2000. And ironically, this was in fast company design. And I, I always see fast company as a forward-leading publication, but I have to admit, I, I was a little underwhelmed by this, but I still thought it would be interesting to share with you. A colleague actually forwarded this to me. Apparently, in a fairly recent edition of Fast Company Design, there was a piece on the importance of marketing to women, and I think anyone who listens to this program certainly knows that you can't ignore women, um, considering we're 51% of the population. But according to Fast Company Design, uh, we are often ignored group of consumers. And guess what? We are the next global emerging market. Well, that's true. They go on to uh, kind of outline why we're so powerful. We control 65% of global spending, more than 80% of U.S. spending. And by 2014, the World Bank predicts that global income of women will grow by more than $5 trillion, with a T. So clearly, uh, globally, we are a force to be reckoned with, and it goes well beyond the traditional roles of family and education to government, business, and the environment. So I'll give them kudos for that. Um, They did offer five suggestions for how to engage women, most of them you already know. Uh, And one of the biggest ones, of course, is to join her circle. We clearly understand that women use others as experts. Um, We lean on our family, our friends. We're very influenced by their opinions about what we should purchase, what we should look for. Uh, We listen to their advice. We listen to their reviews. We seek out stranger reviews, for goodness sake. Um, We're influenced by all of that. And when it comes to the U.S., according to Fast Company Design, women rule the blogosphere. Uh, we create a lion's share of the consumer content and opinions out there. Uh, Comscore said that women in the web, that our influence online is gaining massive, massive momentum globally. They reported that once women connect, they engage, and once they engage, they embrace, and once they embrace, they drive, and that's the future. The Internet is women's work, unquote. That's Comscore. thought that was interesting. Um, all in all, when we do shop, by the way, whether it be online or offline, women are looking for a bargain these days. Uh, 40% of women saying they bargain shop because they are on a limited budget. But even if we had the money, 83% of us say that we would still seek out a deal. 
So we've been forever changed by the economy, haven't we? Haven't we? Whether it be online or offline. Well, our first profile today is the Bumblebag Mama. This is a mom of a newborn, late twenties, early thirties. She stays at home or works part time, making more than sixty thousand k overall for the household income. She's interested in interior design, healthy food, toys, and games for her child, and she reads a lot of parenting magazines. There's about two million of these women out there, median age of thirty-one. They're interested in fashion, but they're also focusing on quality. It's all about the quality. At the same time, yep, they're like most of us. They're seeking a value. They shop for specials or bargains. Coupons draw them into short stores where they typically wouldn't shop. Um, they do shop around for the best price, especially when buying expensive items. Their family comes first. Again, this is a, a woman has a newborn, so of course that would be the case. Uh, they really desire control over their lives because guess what? It's out of control, especially with that newborn. Um, and they're seeking approval from others. They do listen to their neighbors and their friends, and their friends absolutely do influence where they shop. At retail, they're shopping at Babies R Us, Gap, Build-A-Bear, Disney Store, The Limited, Michaels, Nordstrom, Crate and Barrel. They're driving minis, Hondas, GMCs, Subaru, and Volvo. Uh, what they're reading? Of course, a lot of parenting magazines, as you would expect. Parenting, American Baby, um, Working Mother, Parents Magazine. Um, otherwise, they're looking at House and Garden, Better Homes and Gardens, and InStyle Magazine. They're watching a lot of cable, HGTV, Nickelodeon, Disney Channel, TLC, and Food Network. And online, they're at Disney, eBay, Family Fun, iVillage, and Amazon. Well, my guest for today probably knows all about this woman and so much more. Marianne Conklin is a brand marketer and award-winning social media expert. We're going to be talking about social media 3.0, social engagement, everything you need to know for today and beyond. More when Purse Strings returns after the break. Okay, time for something we can all relate to, shopping. Her strings will be right back after these messages from our advertisers. As you know, being an expert at f- <gasps> What did she say? Requires lots of practice and a great tool. Think you could use some help with f- Whoa! You're not alone. Hundreds have used our tool to take their f- performance to the next level. The language! Of course, we're talking about managing Facebook ads on Aquizio. Oh... Buy, track, manage, optimize, and report on media across all major ad networks. Visit Aquizio.com to get a demo today. Aquizio. Search, social, display, one platform. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. TopSEOs sends you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let TopSEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. If you're looking for a new multifaceted SEO and social media tool set, look for the Raven. Raven has the important tools that every internet marketer needs. Raven offers customized metrics for managing link building campaigns 
social media campaigns with campaign reporting and research tools that you can easily manage. Build up campaign performance for your clients and give your team the tools that will make them soar. If you want to increase your internet marketing revenue, look for The Raven. Go to raventools.com. That's raventools.com. Please hold while we connect you to one of the most sought-after experts in SEO, analytics, and web development. Office Hours with Vanessa Fox, Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Search Engine Optimization Channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. Her Strings is back with the inside track on Today's Woman. Here's your host, Maria Retan. Welcome back to Purse Strings. I'm excited today to be joined by Marianne Conlon, a brand marketer and award-winning social media expert. Marianne, welcome to the program. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. I'm thrilled to hear what you have to say about, I think, seemingly what everybody wants to know about these days, social engagement. But before we get into that, tell everyone about your day job. Talk a little bit about your consultancy. <laughs> My day and night job, really. It's a virtual <laughs> world, world these days. Um, we're truly a consultancy as opposed to a social media agency. Uh, we're doing a lot of fun things these days, but we work, because we work on a consulting basis, we work with agencies and brands, and our focus is on strategy. Uh, the truth is there are a number of people capable of implementing a social media program for brands, but not many really have strategy on the mind and have the background to be able to do that. Um, my background was really as a traditional marketer, product manager, and as a director of marketing long before the days of social media. And so that kind of gives me insight into the strategic part of it, as well as I have, I was actually a mommy blogger way back in 2006 for a few years, so I bring some insights from that side. So we, I put together teams and we work with brands and with agencies to help them put together strategic programs as opposed to just you know, trying to jump into all the social media tactics and put up a Facebook page and a Twitter account. We really try to look and say, what are you trying to accomplish and how does this fit into your marketing plan? Mm-hmm. Smart questions, right? I mean, you need to understand that before you even determine what's the best tool. I think a lot of companies are kind of scared in general about the whole area of social media and they're they're scared about what they don't know and what they can't control clearly but at the same time I think they are also scared not to be involved because they know that they need to be in the space in some way shape or form how do you help your clients kind of mitigate their fears and kind of calm their nerves about how they'll play in the social space well you know it's kind of interesting the tide is really changing I find that because I think, you know, 90% of the world, including my 80-year-old dad, is on Facebook, that a lot of people and a lot of companies have a real comfort level with figuring someone in their organization knows how to get into a Facebook page or get a Twitter account up. But they don't really know what to do when they get there. So I guess I don't see the fear so much as the, what are we doing this for sort of question. Uh, how is this supposed to help me? And so when I'm talking to um, a to brands and to companies, a lot of times what I'm telling them is basically this is how you use this. This is another tool. This is like SEO. This is like advertising. This is like promotion, and you need to look at it by putting together your goal first and then going from there. 
Clearly, you do this a lot and you do it very well. What do you think are the secrets to ensuring a successful social engagement, especially when we're looking at engaging consumers? Well, there's a couple things that um, companies need to to do. They really need to know what their goals are, and then they need to know how to measure them. And measurement has been something that people have been having a tough time with in social media because it's really difficult to figure out what you're measuring unless you have your goal up front. And even with e-commerce companies, and I have a couple companies who are strictly e-commerce, and they're very used to using Google Analytics and sophisticated analytical tools that measure website visits and can tell them what the conversion rate is to purchasers, but they may not have the types of soft measurement programs in place, uh, brand mentions, how much is your word getting out there. And there's tools, there's free tools on the, on the web, and I'll throw a couple out there, which is Social Mention and Addictomatic, two which are great starting points for companies to help them measure what people are saying, because that whole brand awareness thing is kind of tough to measure, but it really makes a difference, and you see it down the road as your, as your website visits or as the visits to your store or your purchases uh, increase. So that's my big thing, really, is goals and how will you measure them. Mm-hmm. Um, well, true. I think most people want to know if they're having success, right? And the only way to know is to have a goal and be able to measure it. Yeah. You're not always easy in social media to figure either one of those things out, or, or it's sometimes a new question. Um, one of the things that I try to do to help people get around that, though, is looking at social media not only as a discrete tool that they're using, but rather look at their current marketing programs that they're running and say, okay, how can we integrate social media into this? And I'll just give kind of an example. I have a company, um, a group of plastic surgeons that are trying to get into um, social media, and when they still get started, I say, well, let's look at what you're doing already. You have, on, you have a website. Well, let's put some links to your Facebook and your Twitter on your website. Do you have a new patient intake form? Let's... Give them the let's give uh, your patients uh, knowledge of what that where your Facebook page and where they can talk to you on Twitter. Little things like that are their direct mailing pieces that they send out. Okay, let's add that um, uh, that you're on Facebook and Twitter and the actual URL or where they can find you on your material. So that's usually the best way that I think for people to start in social media is to really look at what they're doing now and see where they can add some social media components to it. You talked a little bit about Twitter. I'm just curious to get your take on Twitter and Facebook. Do you feel like both of them are being overused or maybe have kind of passed their heyday, or do you feel like they're both prime time, knowing, of course, that not everybody needs to be on Facebook and not every company needs to be on Twitter? Yeah, well, boy, they're just two totally different totally different uh, programs. Facebook has is, is really reached a... A groundswell. I mean, they have reached. They are really very, very um, integral to a lot of people's lives. The number of people going on to Facebook is continuing to be exponential, and it, the age is going up. It's become a very, very important tool for grandparents to be able to keep in touch with their grandchildren, for people to keep in touch with far-flung um, and old friends. So, I think that you see Facebook is becoming one of those things that is an integral part of people's lives. I guess the way the telephone probably was at one point. <laughs> and mm-hmm. At first, a few people had it, and then all of a sudden everybody had it because it was a great way to keep in touch. So Facebook, I really think, is here to stay, uh, and they're doing a good job of 
adding a lot of different um, different new things, like their uh, Facebook deals, which is competing with Groupon, and those types of things. Some of the movie studios are allowing downloads through Facebook, so it can be a real part of your life. Um, so I think that that's here to stay and will continue to evolve. Twitter is a, a different story. I think that Twitter is still searching for a way to make money. Um, I was just involved in uh, one of their beta tests of Twitter, a Twitter advertising model, sort of, which was uh, promoted tweets and promoted accounts. And that was something that they were trying to uh, allow some people to, to try using Twitter as a marketing tool beyond as a paid marketing tool, basically getting on the back end there. And they've had some kind of mixed results with it. So I think they're still looking around on how to make it a better tool for marketers. From the people end, I think that Twitter is going to be impacted by how mobile comes along. People will be more apt to use Twitter when, they're, when they have mobile because a lot of it's very much for, you know, done on mobile phones. That's where we see the big, um, the big news stories about Twitter. When people see an event and they're able to tweet about it and the news media picks it up, and that becomes a real tool. And on a personal level, you can do that too. You see people, I'm in L.A., and you see people a lot of times doing that on the party circuit. They'll tweet out, where's the hot party, and all their friends will see it and then go over to that party. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's a Twitter. I'm not sure where they're going, but there's a lot of different opportunities for it to go different places. Absolutely, and I guess it depends on the audience you want to reach and how you want to engage with them to at what level. Um, mm-hmm. Talk a little bit, if you would, about the, the tools that you're most excited about these days that you think maybe maybe our audience isn't as aware of as maybe they are with Twitter or Facebook. Yeah, there really are getting to be some things beyond Twitter and Facebook that are pretty exciting. Um, YouTube is really coming up now that you can – it's a co- affiliated with Google. You can use YouTube Words. There are YouTube ads. The way you can make a video, very interactive. It's really kind of fun. And I'm actually working on some YouTube channels for two of my different clients, getting them up and going. And I see YouTube as, as its next stage as being really exciting as a marketing tool because it can be used just as a really strong tool. Um, I also think the location-based services, Foursquare, is now allowing brands as opposed to just locations to use their tool, which is a big for companies that don't have a physical location. There's the Groupons and Gold Stars and Living Social and all those, uh, which I think is fantastic for smaller local businesses. It's kind of the QVC of uh, local businesses, a great place to start getting your word out. And and then the new blogging platforms, Tumblr is a big one, and Storyfy, which I've just been starting research. Some of these, you see them, you say, what a great idea. Not sure how I'm going to use it, but it sounds really cool. So sometimes I kind of look at them and think, okay, I'm going to figure out and I'm going to watch a little bit and we'll see how we use it. But some of those ones you get in early and if you could, if it makes sense to your business and you look and you say, wow, go ahead and get going because that's where you start to get the momentum when you get in early enough on a new platform. Absolutely. There, there's, I think there's good things about getting in early. There's probably good things about waiting to see if it plays out as well, I would imagine. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Get your toe in, not your whole body. That's exactly. The toe dip. I, I absolutely prefer that. Uh, we're going to go to break, but when we come back, I do want to talk to you a little bit about bloggers and get a sense from you on 
the rules of engagement around bloggers, how it's changed and where you see it going, and also just looking out ahead the next 12 to 18 months and what might be on the horizon when it comes to social engagement. More from Marianne when Purse Strings returns after the break. Okay, time for something we can all relate to, shopping. Purse Strings will be right back after these messages from our advertisers. Oh, yeah. My day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use certifiedknowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. Hi, I'm Brad Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. Now, what advantages do you suppose Chrome has for the mobile web? Webcology. Well, obviously, the, the streamlined code base is huge because phones don't have a lot of memory to operate on. And so, in some cases, even if you're on a 3G network, your phone is so bogged down with all the stuff that it's doing, it's not getting 3G speeds or it's not rendering that quickly. Live broadcast Thursdays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific. Streamlining the code base is going to be huge for mobile. Only on webmasterradio.fm. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics. We know they're SEO experts, but did you know they can help you with PVC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. CEO Coach, Mondays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Culture and Business Channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Her Strings is back with the inside track on Today's Woman. Here's your host, Maria Retan. And we're back. Joining me today is Marianne Conlon, a brand marketer, award-winning social media expert. And we've been talking today about companies dipping their toe in the water with some emerging social tools uh, that Marianne called out, like Tumblr and Storyfile and Foursquare and some of the things that people are doing on Foursquare and YouTube that are, are fairly new, as well as uh, just some of the ways that companies can kind of shake off maybe some fears or some trepidation, um, and, and get involved in social media. Um, you know, bloggers have been around for a really long time, and um, they've grown in power, Marianne. I'm just curious, what do you think about the whole blogger sphere, if you will, um, and, and the power they have and how you can really engage with bloggers these days successfully? Or, or do you feel like that everybody's kind of become skeptical about bloggers? Well, I'm kind of excited about what's going on in the blog sphere because it really has changed, and I think there's some really great opportunities for people to actually be able to use the bloggers who are most important to their particular niche and be able to work with them. I mean, it's really come from less of a mishmash of people who are journaling and maybe will write about your product to some sophisticated um 
bloggers who are out there who are running a business. There are companies that are helping um, helping brands and helping other companies to get to these bloggers. So let me just talk a little bit about how I see some of these bloggers working. Um, from a PR standpoint, there's always uh, bloggers who are an advocate of the brand and who are always out there who will be able who would love to write about your product. And I've had some other companies, particularly, and you had mentioned earlier when we were talking about the um, the demographic of the day or the target of the day. Um, there's a lot of toy companies out there that are getting inundated with requests to uh, sample their toys uh, by lots and lots of bloggers. And so they've started to do what I think most companies need to do, which is really look at the bloggers. Okay, what kind of reach do they have? What kind of interaction do they have? Are they not only have a blog, but they're on Facebook and Twitter and they're running a company and, you know, they, they know their worth? So I think that when you can start looking at that, then the numbers that bloggers are be able to bring to a a company or brand are really good, um, and they're significant numbers. So and I worked with a couple companies who really put together, will put it together for you. You can go to them and say, I need 50 bloggers, and they need to each have over 10,000 unique visits a month, and I want them to write about a new product I have. And they, this, the company will go out, and they will have these bloggers who are already contracted with them. They write their blogs, but they also do product reviews or, or promotions. Um, you get exactly what you want. They, they're, you pay them a very minimal amount of money, and, and their readers trust them. They know that they're doing this as part of their blog and that they only do products that they like. So it's a real, real, or I'm sorry, it's much easier than it used to be to get out to bloggers, the bloggers that you need to sell your product. Yeah, it has changed dramatically, hasn't it? I mean, you yourself said you were a mommy blogger back in 2006. I mean, we've just come light years, I think, in the last couple of years uh, to totally. bloggers being open to more of a dialogue. Yeah, very much so. I also find it really interesting is there's a whole, I guess, a recessionary era bloggers. These are bloggers who write specifically on coupons or write specifically on sweepstakes. So they're sending a lot of people to your Facebook pages, to your website, because they're writing about any promotion that you're doing. So for particularly for a, a, a smaller company, this type of thing is great because you're, if you get picked up by a coupon site or by a sweepstakes site, they're, they're driving them to your site, and you can see 5,000 people in 10 minutes get over to get over and see, your, see what you're offering. Yeah, it's remarkable the kind of ROI you can drive in the social sphere. Mm -hmm. um, what do you think is the single most important thing to any company seeking to engage socially with, with their target audience? I think, well, I think I, I've probably said it a few more times, is be, be strategic. <laughs> Figure out what are your goals, what are you trying to accomplish. I think that's the number one most important thing because, and this is not unique to social media, you, all, you see a lot of bad marketing out there everywhere in, in everything. And most of the reason for it is not having a goal and not understanding the target market. And, you know, we're talking about moms here, and so many people do not necessarily understand how to get to that mom of whatever age. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's true. And I think sometimes, especially with the female demographic, um, a lot of companies want to paint us all with the same brush, and mm -hmm. we are all very different. And how to identify the exact target of women and the exact target of mom, because not every mom is alike either. So 
um, having a, a strategy in place and understanding your target, I think, would be incredibly vital. I'm sure you work with a lot of companies, a lot of these companies are your clients, but do you think that there are some companies out there that have really engaged very, very well in the social space with their target consumer? And if they're women, even even better example. I think Baskin-Robbins does a great job. They're one of the people I think do a really, really good job. They have a fun product. They make it fun. Um, they have a good time with it. So I think that they do, a, they do a nice job on their Facebook page and on their website. And then, of course, Disney, who does just about everything right. <laughs> they do a great job of social media. They put a lot of money and a lot of brains behind it. They have blogger outreach. They do Facebook. They do Twitter. They do YouTube. And they really try to work um, to engage, to, to really find out what their target market wants and play it back to them. And, and I can, I'd like to just make a quick comment about engagement, in which is that one of the best ways you can really tell your social media site is working, whether it's YouTube or Facebook or Twitter, is that the conversations are starting to be led by your fans, not by whoever's monitoring the site. That's the true sign of engagement, that they're coming to you and they're talking to, your fans are talking to each other. Exactly. Isn't that the goal, you know, where you, you can be the, the glue that holds those together and, and the reason for people coming together and sharing whatever their opinions, recommendations are. I agree. I think that that's, that's what we all hope to get out of that kind of engagement. We're not always that successful, but um, if we can get there, that's, that's what we hope to get. Mm-hmm. Um, as you look out um, the next 12, 18 months, I mean, I feel like social engagement, social media changes at the nanosecond. What can you expect to happen in the social sphere? What is your kind of your gut as to what may be the newest thing on the horizon? Man, I'm, sometimes it's hard to look out 12 weeks. I know. I know. I'm asking a big thing. So <laughs> ramp it back if you need to. <laughs> no, I, I think the biggest thing that's going to be coming out is, is what is mobile going to do to social? Mm-hmm. You know, you, I just was on four planes in the last two days, or last four days, and everybody had a cell phone or they had an iPad um, and or the new Barnes & Noble has their new Nook, which is somewhere in between the two uh, and, and with a partially Kindle as well. But I think that that's going to change how social media is used. I think you have QR codes coming out. You have um, so much more shopping with smartphones. I think that that's going to change a lot the in-store interaction uh, with companies on their, on their smartphones. I think that the way people use Twitter will change a lot as well as the way they use Facebook. A lot of people use Facebook on their smartphones. And that has, that has a lot of room to grow, people with you know, the um, penetration of iPads and mobile. So I think that's what we're going to be seeing a lot, and that's going to app impact every single platform that's out there already. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's already starting to, isn't it? I mean, it's just amazing. And I think we're all anticipating the latest and greatest versions of all of those things that you talked about and, and seeing what the capabilities are and how uh, we can use them to really assist us as we go through our daily lives. I agree with the mobile. I feel like mobile is one of those things that we've, we've become to use more and more um, in just our daily lives, and smartphones clearly have enabled us to do that. Um, Marianne, yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, because of the new camera and video camera functions on smartphones, too, and that's a really big thing with new moms and with, mm-hmm. uh, with moms in general, 
when now that the smartphones have that on, that's one less gadget you have to carry around, and I think that will completely help the penetration of smartphones into the mom market. Why not? You know, it's yeah. fewer things you can carry. Goodness knows your bag's heavy enough with all the yeah. other toys and everything else you have to be carrying around. Why not yeah. have your smartphone have everything on it if possible? Um, Marianne, how can people reach you should they want to contact you after listening today? Well, they can reach me a couple different ways on my LinkedIn profile, on uh, Twitter at MCMilker. That is my Twitter. Uh, basically, Googling me, I'm pretty much, I do a lot of writing. So that's probably the best way to get in touch with me or Marianne at MCMilkerGroup.com. Fabulous. Thank you so much for being on today. I really appreciate your insights into the social space, and I'm sure the listeners did too. Thank you, Marie. It was fun. And join me for another edition of Purse Strings right here next Tuesday at 3 o'clock Eastern Time. Until then, make it a great one. <laughs> 